Two movies enter, one movie leaves as we watch two hiddens. One from the Duffer Brothers in 2015, the other from Kyle McLaughlin and company from 1987. On today's There Can Be Only One Podcast. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we watch two movies with the same title. Determine if either one of these titles, if not both, need to change it. But hey, we're not just going to tell them like a homework assignment. We're going to actually pick the titles for them so they don't have to go through all that nasty work. My name is Robert Rowe and joining me today is... Herman Omega Prime Davis. And for the longest time, this movie has been on the docket and has been the second choice every single time. You keep like keep saying that. Yeah, I don't it, believe you. Th- this has been the the duff or the dork that whenever you do date night it's like eh, i better go with the other one you know it's been the Su- susan lucci of our picks it has been it has only been the second class for everything and i've I, and to prove it i've had both of them taped for months <laughs> and every time i show harmony he's like eh. so instead of showing the previews for this one we're just going to ch- i'm going to show you the trailers from hell that convinced him to watch both of these movies. So I'm going to play Hi, that. Hi, welcome to Trailer right from now. Hell. I'm Mike Mendez. Body hopping movies. There's been a few fun ones Denzel Washington and The Fallen, Dolph Lundgren and Don't Kill It. But one of my favorites is Jack Shoulders The Hidden from 1987. Let's check it out. When an alien parasite lands on Earth, it has the power to change host and goes on a violent crime spree. What does it want? Literally, it just wants to fuck shit up. It wants to murder, rob, eat fatty foods, and drive Ferraris. The police are powerless to stop this crime spree. Only a mysterious FBI agent played by Kyle McLaughlin seems to have a clue on how to stop it. He must team up with a reluctant LAPD cop played by Michael Nury to try to stop the ever-growing pile of bodies. The parasite takes over many hosts, including a stripper and a dog, among many others. Later, uh, the film opens itself up to a larger concept when we learn there may be more than meets the eye with Kyle McLaughlin's FBI agent, and there perhaps might be a intergalactic history between the agent and the parasite. The movie also has an emotional core with a relationship between Michael Neary and his family and the exploration of what it really means to be human. The film has a very fun cast led by a baby-faced Kyle MacLachlan two years before he became better known for playing another FBI agent, D.L. Cooper on Twin Peaks, and other genre notables such as Clue Gulliger, Danny Trejo, and the great Lynn Shea. Michael Neary was also offered the top role of Martin Riggs in a little-known film called Lethal Weapon. He opted to make this one instead. Oops. Babylon 5 star Claudia Christian also has a notable part as the stripper. She reportedly got an eye injury when debris from an explosion scratched her cornea. I want to know why it takes 15 shots to take down some sold-out stripper. What I like about The Hidden is that it's just a wildly inventive and fun movie. Shootouts, car chases, explosions, and a massive body count. The alien parasite is on a thrill-killing spree like no other. I love that the alien only steals expensive sports cars and loves listening to loud metal while doing so. I think it's a great touch. There's also a fair amount of cool practical makeup effects as the alien parasite slug creature transfers itself from mouth to mouth of its hosts. The movie was made in the heyday of New Line Cinema when wilder genre films seemed to be much more prevalent than they are today. Director Jack Shoulder, who brought us other genre fare such as Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and Wishmaster 2, considers this his favorite film, and with good reason. It's an absolute blast. A shame they don't make them like this anymore. This is sort of a blend between The Terminator and Jason Goes to Hell. This is a hidden gem and a non-stop thrill ride. Definitely worth a look. Jack Shoulder's the hidden. And we're back, everybody! And we're going to erase that, and now we're back. Okay. 
So I showed Herman this thing, and it was he, he opened his eyes because someone was more eloquent than like the original trailers. And I think the problem is, and this is going to like factor into our judgment. This is the first episode that we've actually watched both movies coming in because we. I was just like, eh, I don't want to record both of these. I'll just record both of these at the same time. I don't care about doing any of that stuff. So we have both films that we can break down at once. But we're only going to show you one of the previews because the other one's pretty pretty self-explanatory. In fact, the preview doesn't really get too much and it won't help because it's mostly visual. So yeah, and I think they they meant to do that on purpose because they don't want no, they don't want to give out nothing. Right, right. That that's fair. And mm-hmm. I think the issue uh, with the 1987 one starring Kyle MacLachlan is it has a horrible title. Like it doesn't. Yes, it does. It does not work for the movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in, in the Duffer Brothers case, I think it is almost exactly what it should be, and I, I'm sorry, I'm like showing my hand this early, yeah, but I mean, come on, we but got, I'm, I, I'm, how are we gonna keep them interested for the next thirty, forty minutes? We're not. I'm just gonna <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> this will be the shortest podcast that we've done. Uh, I, I'm also gonna say the front. I really enjoy both of these movies. I, I think this was like if we had a collective on something that we haven't seen either one of these mm-hmm. films beforehand, this might actually be the top one because I can't think of any of them. That like there's some of them that I enjoyed both movies, but I knew I enjoyed one of these movies coming in because I'd already seen it. But I hadn't seen either one of these things, mm-hmm. so I'm willing to say both of these movies are good watches, especially if you're fans of either one of these genres. Yes. So, and and they're not quite the same genre. I mean, they they do they both present themselves as being almost like a B movie sort of thing, but one's more of a, a thriller. The other one is uh, very much like an action extravaganza kind of gore, gore fest. So mm-hmm. it's uh, while, while they both probably would play at the same festival, I think they're two different types of films. So the first one we're going to discuss is the one from 2015 because that's the one we watched first. It was written and directed by the, the Duffer Brothers. The and Duffer not, Brothers. Th- those guys are the, the people that did Stranger Things and Stranger Things Season 2. And this was their first like project. You, well, you had to qualify. Like, well, they didn't know. kick him off the first time. Sometimes oh, okay. that happens, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, American Gods isn't going to have Brian Fuller for the second season. In fact, it, it almost sounds like the second season is going to be, like, dead in the water because they, uh, they, they're losing a lot of people from the first season, and they might not be able to get anybody on board. But then again, wait a minute. I think they got Neil Gaiman. Never mind. So it's going to be go. a completely different look, but they got the guy that wrote American Gods to do season two, which is going to be an interesting choice because sometimes – it's tough to judge something that they're adapting to a new uh, type of entertainment and keeping the person that wrote it. Like, he wants to keep it genuine with the what, what he originally wrote, but sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, look at everything that Stephen King has been directly involved with, like like when he did Maximum Overdrive, when he redid that. That's not – you want somebody else to enjoy the product that existed and then turn it into the new uh, – uh, format that's going to uh, be out there. It was the whole reason why I didn't watch the new uh, Tick. I'm jumping all over the place. Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, I, no. Neil Gaiman is interesting because I really want to see the same man brought to to the screen, whether yeah. it's a movie or on the TV series. But it needs to be it needs to be somebody that's a, right. that, that's a fan of him, not necessarily him to do it. Because yeah. you look at like the spirit, like Frank Miller did the spirit. Oh man, I, I walked out that movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Frank Miller is great comic book writer for like two comics and the rest of the time he's like i'm living off the i'm living the dream i can do whatever i want these fanboys will eat everything that i got coming to them yum 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 this is great stuff so anyway getting back to the duffer brothers these these guys made a uh this was their first film it had uh stellan starsgard he's like one of six children that is like of the starsgard uh family troop that's going around they're basically the von traps of today because every single one of them is is doing some sort of uh, media, 
Like they, they had the dad who was in Thor. That's probably the thing you you would know him most from. He was he was the professor in Thor. He's done other things. Like he's also the math teacher that tries to recruit Goodwill Hunting to be a part of his. So wait, his group. They, the American? I think about. No, they're not American. Okay. Why? Why? Why do you say? Oh, because the, they're acting, well, and no, it sounds dad, so genuine. The dad sound like he's American, but the other one, the 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 one that was in this movie, I, I, you could tell he's not American. Oh, okay. Confused. Uh, you wait. You have seen. The dad, and you thought, oh, well, that guy's clearly American. Yes. No, he is not. Okay. He, that is not his native language. In fact, he, watch, watch, watch Insomnia, that, uh, like the, the film that Nolan uh, adapted. That was one of the first things he did. He, he's not speaking English in that film. So okay, it, I've like, seen Insomnia. So yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. It, 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 totally watch that one. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So the Duffer Brothers, they hire uh, – it's very much almost like a bottle movie. You're dealing with the same three people for almost the entire film. You've got – these three people that have ended up in a bomb shelter. And you know that there is a force outside that is trying to stop them. They've been in there for 300 days. They've developed, you can tell they've developed some sort of routine with their life. They've uh, tried to adapt to this, but you can tell that they're getting some sort of cabin fever. If, they, if there's like a bomb shelter fever that existed, like not everybody can have that bomb shelter from blast from the past because that is probably the nicest bomb shelter that ever existed. That's better than, like, my house. Yeah, and he, he, really put, he really put some thought into making that. Right. The bomb shelter that we saw in Hidden, or in the Hidden, is, is a, was a relic from uh, at least 30 years ago. Like, they have canned food, but it all has that shiny 60s uh, font on it and uh, graphics everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff that's existed in there for a while. It's not like they built this bomb shelter and said, oh, well, we might have to use this soon. No, this is something that was like a relic from a previous time, and they're stuck in it, and it's grimy, and it's dirty, and they're there, and they're just trying to survive sort of thing. But there's a, there's an outside force that's trying to stop them this whole time. Now, it is a slower burn of the two movies that we watched. The first hour is pretty much them in the shelter. You don't get much of anything else. You're just trying to deal with, like, you're seeing their everyday lives is what you're saying. But that's what the Duffer Brothers... Um, do well is like it was that build up that anticipation because even though it was a slow burn it kept I, I was interested and you know that's kind of hard for me to stay interested in the movie I don't right. think I got on my phone for like the first time <laughs> you know so no it was fine there was nothing it's an hour and a half movie they don't they don't push their their limits on this I, it, it reminds me a lot of the new John Krasinski film that's coming out that I'm I'm curious to see how much they're going to play with this because they've even got a worse situation in their post-apocalyptic world. They're not even talking. Uh, you've seen the previews for that where they're like walking around on sand because it doesn't make any sound and everybody else, like everything they do can't make sound because it'll summon the evil that's trying to kill them. No. You haven't seen the preview for that sort of thing? No. Let's play that preview right now. No, okay. I'm not, not going to play that. No. <laughs> you, you have. It's got Emily Blunt and John Krasinski in it. And they're not talking. All of a sudden she knocks over this this lamp and then all of a sudden noise gets made. And they're like, ah, don't talk. You know, that sort of thing. It sounds like silence. No, no. Uh, what? That's exactly what, what. That's what happened in silence. <laughs> that's, uh, what was, that's what I was expecting when I first heard. Like that's that's a wrong. I think that's the wrong title movie for that. But anyway, that's <laughs> go find story. another silence, Herman. Yeah. Make your own silence, and then and then Yabu sucks to you, Fritzy on mm-hmm. on the one that uh, that that was made with. Uh, um, I, why am I blanking on the good fellow Martin Scorsese made? Here it is. Yeah. I, I just started saying these things, and the, the the name summoned up in my brain. So. Mm-hmm. Scorsese, yeah, um, but uh, no, this you was, just said it. You did this. 
<laughs> you just, what are you just like? You're making sure that I I said it correctly. Is yeah, that what was Scorsese? Okay. I just like you just like saying Scorsese. You know, all right, fine, fine. Scorsese, Scorsese. But uh, ooh, I was gonna say that. Uh, no, you weren't. You weren't saying anything. Yes, I wasn't saying nothing. No, they uh, they they're supposed to be quiet and stuff, but they made a hell of a lot of noise down there. If you ask me. No, it isn't supposed to be quiet. Yeah. You're, you're, like I said, it, it, I'm curious on what the other one's supposed to do. Like they, they're not trying to attract attention, but they also know that no one's really looking for them out there because it's a desolate wasteland outside. And 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 as far as anybody knows, there no, nothing is out there trying. They, it's the other things that would summon them that eventually causes that. Uh, the the trouble to exist because you can't just have them sitting in a bomb shelter for an hour and a half there's got to be a catalyst that gets them going and it does and then everything takes its place now not i that that's as far as we're going to go on this because we do feel like this is this should be at least be a rental for you especially if you are waiting for the third season to happen of stranger things it's not exactly like the movie but it's clearly uh, inspired, well, not the movie, but the, the TV series. But it's clearly you can see some of the inspiration that they took and put into their TV show, which is probably something they'll be doing for like ten years from now because yeah. they're they they need to get these people to do as many as they can before the kids grow up too quickly. It's one of those slow Hulk things that you have with kids, like they're they're just going to grow up too quick before their eyes. They're not the cherished young ones and when when they're when they're just too huge to be like hey we're going around on bikes solving mysteries you don't have that sort of thing so you can tell these guys like the 80s because there was an 80s reference in the movie that just no i don't i don't think this was very 80s at all well i mean the 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 suspenseful part of the no you don't think okay other than the they're coming thing that they did i wasn't gonna say that but that that doesn't that doesn't spoil anything i know someone says they're coming that that's about it That, that that's more for the monster, like the monster uh-huh. under the bed thing, I wouldn't say that's an '80s thing. Yeah, well, when, you, when I heard it, I, I, you only you only made think of one movie. You know? No, yeah. <laughs> I think I think of plenty of things, man. No, and she that could say, easily be she a musical. She, she, didn't, she didn't say coming. that. They're coming. They're she didn't coming. say that, but that's why I'm not I'm not going to correct you and say what she really said, to, not to ruin for the people who's going to go watch this movie because they're here. Whatever, whatever. What? You, you know God what I'm talking about. It, it's not spoiling anything. <laughs> but go watch this movie. Go rent it. Uh, is approved by Herman Omega Prime Davis and Robert uh, Wild Thing Roy. Wild Thing? <laughs> yeah. That is not. Look, it's either Lemon Pie or Dragonfly. Those are the Dragonfly. only two that is uh, that have been popped up for this. Wild Thing is not. Uh, no, that, that that that's Steve. That's Steve Vaughn, man. Or Anybody ever call you Double R? Well, Ricky Vaughn, not Steve Vaughn. Steve Vaughn played guitar. Uh, Ricky Vaughn was the guy in Major League. His name was Wild Thing. Yeah. So there. Double R. Double R? Yeah. For what? I, you're grasping at straws. There's a reason why your movie titles never make it past like this. Really? If, the, if, the, if you're trying to rename me because there's another Robert Rao out there, I'm ve- I'm highly disappointed Robert, that my name is now Wild Thing. Robert Rated R? You're not going to be... Robert Rated R. That's I'm not... All right. Anybody at Ellis <laughs> Island, if you try to hire Herman and he comes up with new names for people, don't do it. He, he's not approved at all. You, he's horrible at coming up with these names. You got that right. That's why I do a show where we got renamed movies because yes. I'm horrible at it. Well, uh, the the uh, the the first thing that came to mind with the 2015 movie uh, of renaming it, I I, I thought it, like the breathers would have been a good choice. Also, thought dead meat would have been a good choice too because they kept referencing that uh, that the, the more that they didn't obey the three rules that were set up, that they were going to be dead meat if that were that were the case. And I felt like that was a double a nice double move. But after watching the second film, I don't think either one of those are are good enough 
to replace a title that actually works very well for this movie because it, it plays into the double meaning. Which, once you watch it, 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 it definitely has the double meaning worked for it. So I think this one keeps hidden yeah. more than anything. And you know what else I don't do? I don't put. I don't have my phone out. It's not out. It's just a little. Text, and you know. it sure it is. Yeah, and I'm sure like he's been ready and willing to come up here and do this podcast here, and he's making all sorts of noises. Ugh. All right, there we go. Are you gonna make it louder? Is that what you did? Yeah. Like I never did this before. Even though this is like our uh, thousand time doing this. Yes. Oh, I, I bought you a present. Here you go. Thousand times. Here you go. Yes. Act along, Herman. What is it? Come on. It's a it's it, an empty box. It, it, yes, it is. Why is it empty? Put your thoughts in it, and and like, and it'll grow into something special. That's what it's supposed to be. Something special. Yeah, it's uh, all okay. something special, man. I'm gonna think about it for a while, <laughs> and you know, maybe it might spot. You know, do something else. You know. No, but I I really enjoyed the movie. Um, this like like I said. Uh, Herman didn't want to see this for at least uh, I had this since like October maybe I don't believe him yeah it uh, this was this was on the list but every time he's like oh, I want to watch a Bollywood film you know that's basically what happened every time yeah. he he just was dazzled by all the great musicals that occurred on the screen where you couldn't get that with either one of these movies and uh, uh, but the, the whole reason I even found this hidden was because of the 1987 hidden that was the one. That popped up before uh, before seeing that there was a, another one. This was a film that came out uh, through New Line Cinema in the mid to late '80s, which is the golden time for New Line Cinema. We're talking like the time when they were making all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. They were just oh. whatever, whatever you could come up come up with. They're like, sure, we'll turn that into a movie. And they had money to spend because the opening scene of the movie. Of the I don't think the budget was that much, man. Well, I mean, yeah, they had to be expensive what they did, right? I mean, the, the and expensive ish. I don't know. I I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if that budget was under ten million bucks. That was a lot back then, nineteen eighty seven. Not not really. Not for like a film that was going to be like their summer film for for New Line. I would say like under ten million is about right for mm-hmm. this film. I mean, they had they had a good all not all star cast, but no, a cast that you no, recognize faces. <laughs> you gonna recognize? I recognize faces. faces because I watch these crummy movies, but nobody's gonna recognize well, these know, faces Sanchez, other than Kyle MacLachlan. He was on Law and Order. He was like the, the ADA on Law and Order for a while. All right, fine. You know uh, the dude from Dick Tracy that you pointed out. <laughs> no one's gonna know that. <laughs> the girl from um, Babylon Five. Yeah, I, I seriously doubt anybody's gonna recognize that. The dude who should have who passed down the storm road and need the weapon, <laughs> right? Well, and the, went on you, to do you, nothing. You said Law and Order. That, that that was the dude from Law and Order, right? No, Richard Brooks, the oh. black dude, the, the detective. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then no, he was in other things. Like I looked on his list, they they didn't have the hidden on like the top three or so. He was he had been in things. So anyway, uh, you you got a bit of a taste already with the initial preview of what this this movie is. But you've got this this guy. You you you're basically like thrown into this whole thing where you have this guy that is going around just shooting people. The opening scene is them in it, like showing bank footage and him going into a bank with a shotgun and just shooting people. What's weird about it is he just takes what he wants, and I don't think he really needed to take money because it feels like he's adding a step to, some, uh, to the taking because if he really just wanted something, he just takes it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense for him to take money because he doesn't need money. He just takes things like he, he he finds a gun he takes that and then he starts shooting people for the things that he wants 
but it gives you that opening scene where everything looks like it's like normal. Then all of a sudden, uh, uh, chaos reigns as he's going around. Uh, slam uh, slamming his. Uh, he had it was the black car. Was that also a Ferrari? Like the, he, the, yeah, it was um, a Porsche. Wait, no, 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 not not what Kyle McLaughlin had. Kyle, okay. Kyle McLaughlin had a Porsche. Okay, I'm talking about the opening scene with the. the it was a Ferrari. It was a Ferrari. Yeah. Okay, so he's slamming that thing around in a in a high speed chase that involves. All the typical things that you would see from 80s high-speed chases, including a pane glass window. But what I enjoyed about the pane glass window is he didn't, he didn't bash his way through it. He slammed the two guys that were carrying the window with it, and they went flying in various directions. He even went through a park and ran over a guy in a wheelchair, just like to ram it home like, this guy is no good. And this happened in the first 10 minutes of the goddamn movie. Yeah, it's like they did not waste no time in setting up. Okay, this is a bad motherfucker right here. Right, and I don't. I even think like, uh, they, like within the first twenty minutes, they basically tell you what's up because after after they catch him, he's in a hospital bed, and as you do with somebody who has committed multiple murders, he's sharing a room with another person, mm-hmm. and he leans over to the other dude and just takes what was in him, which was this alien creature, and it just spews out of his body and goes into the other other dude. And the the scene that they use for that is very cool and very gross mm-hmm. at the same time. It's like that, ah, oh, that's awesome sort but of see, thing. I like when movies do that, though. I like movies. Don't give me no preamble. Don't give me no build-up. Just put it out there and let me figure out what's going on. And, and you know, now we don't got to waste, you know, another 20 minutes trying to set up the backstory. Okay, we dealing with, like, an alien that's a body snatcher motherfucker, you know? Right. So, we can move on. So you have the the police force that are, that feel like they've caught their man, but all of a sudden Kyle McLaughlin shows up and he's like, "No, we have not caught this guy. We need we need to we need to actually bring up our numbers to to catch this person." And then it just goes on from person to person that he goes through. He even goes into a dog. He goes into a hooker. He goes into any and everything. Oh, no, Robert. Don't do that to that woman. She was a stripper. And the way that it's presented is they they <laughs> is she is a woman. Who treats her flesh as a credit card? So there, a stripper. That is uh, whatever. It's the same deal. Oh. So uh, it, what? What's great is to see. Basically, uh, they I like in the preview they uh, they compared the Fallen. I think this is better than Fallen because I, I I hated Fallen uh, because it it had no re- resolution. There was no way they were going to have a resolution of that movie. Uh, they could have. No, they couldn't because you're dealing with an a- angel. Like, there's no way you could deal with an angel. He would have died if he, if he didn't have an animal no. at the end of the movie. Well, yeah, he was going to find something. He was probably going to get, like, in a mosquito or some dumb shit. You know, which, which is, he went into, what, a a, 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 cat. a dog or, yeah, whatever. When I saw that, I was like, well, this film's stupid. Like, that, like there's no fighting this thing if all you're doing is causing, uh, like, uh, him to just do some, like, ex machina, find another thing to get into. Where the other, the other thing had it to where, well, your human bullets aren't going to do anything to it. That's why I had this device to be able to do something with it. And I actually enjoyed the banter that occurred between, like, Kyle McLaughlin and, and, uh, and the rest of the police crew. Uh, there is a uh, very short cameo. Not a cameo, but he was an extra at the time of Danny Trejo, who appears uh, not only behind bars but in a wig. Like, to just uh, say, like, man, this guy is was just being used as a background person because he looks like he needs to be in, in prison. He did, like, especially early in his career, if you saw Danny Trejo in a movie, he was clearly a prisoner. Because that's what they liked when they saw him. They they weren't uh, Rob Rodriguez and using him for uh, whatever they needed for Spy Kids. Like, 
when I went to go see my cousins in Minnesota, they had a Spy Kids PC game, and Danny Trejo was the na- narrator the whole time. Where he's like telling him, it's like now you have to now you have to find the three other clues in order to get past this guy. Now you got to find the three other clues. I say, come on. What are you doing, Danny Trejo? <laughs> yeah, what what are you doing again, Danny Trejo? This is me, Danny Trejo, talking now. That is not Danny. That, that is not, not even, this Danny Trejo. Trust me. Also, if you've gone to the Manship recently, he's actually <laughs> in the promos telling people not to use like their text, like not to text during the movie, sort of thing. Like he he shot that while he was at the Manship, and I don't even remember why he was at the Manship. He was there for the premiere of Machete. What film? Machete. <laughs> What film with who again? Machete. <laughs> well, you're, you're, it feels like you're saying someone's name when you say that. He was definitely the premiere of Jaguar, goddammit. Okay, fair enough. He was playing Jaguar. They're about to make that into a movie. Sure, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, his character in Rick and Morty was great. So yeah, I, I, I would totally uh, like to see that as well. And, and even for a film that had been sitting in my DVD queue for at least five months... Uh, maybe even longer. I I, t- I really enjoyed this film. I think I enjoyed it more than the Duffer Brothers film, just because I enjoy stupid B movie schlock from the eighties more this than anything. Really supposed to be a B movie. It's supposed to be like a top of the line movie because they was considering some A list actors for this uh, for the um, lead role that went to Michael Norwood. Right. They wanted um, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Nick Nolte was considered, um, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Are you writing these? Are you just saying these things now? Or? Yeah. Okay. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the only one I was like, why would Arnold Schwarzenegger think about doing this film? Have you seen the the sheet that came out with all the people that they considered to play Doc Brown? Like, there's uh, something I saw no, on Reddit where they had like a list of, it looked like 30 names, and you could see their names that were crossed out, question marked, or not available, mm-hmm. and and the people it looked like it came down to. So you like they didn't have. Like it was weird to find Christopher uh, Christopher Lloyd's name because his name was Chris Lloyd in the list, mm-hmm. so I didn't see it immediately. But everybody else that was considered for it is like right next to it or near it, and it was uh, you forget whenever the movie started out, even though he was playing the professor in this, he wasn't that old. Like Christopher Lloyd might have been like late thirties whenever yeah. they started making this movie. Yeah. He just, he just needed to look like an old man because they needed to make him look like a young man at some point. What other people was it considered? Because I can't see nobody else playing. They they Doc had Brown. like I said there was like the, the the funnier ones is like they had they had listed uh, Joe Pesci but he wasn't available as as a possibility like they they had John Cleese listed as as a possibility yeah, they you you have you have people that are, have uh, larger than life personalities that they tied to it uh, that that's basically what they were going for and they also had a list of people that they were going to have play uh, uh, play Michael J Fox's role. Well, I was blanking on the name. Just uh, Eric Eric Smoltz, huh? Stoltz. Well, yeah, Stoltz was the one that did it. Uh, and, he, and you know they had the footage, and and but they also had Ralph Macchio's name up there, which would have been interesting. Actually, Ralph Macchio, he talked about that sometimes. He said he actually they get they they won him for the role. He turned it down because you know he thought that it was just about a, a kid in a in a skateboard. Right. And he didn't want to. He thought he. I thought I forgot what else he went and did, but he was trying to take more serious roles. My cousin to, Vinny is what he, he did. did. Other than that, I think he like, did Crossroads, but uh, he said he turned it down. He said that's probably the worst decision he made. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you also turn down ET because you just turned down like one of the most iconic films from the '80s just because you thought it was about a stupid skateboard? Mm-hmm. 
He he was Sean Connery of the eighties. Like uh, like Sean Connery's famous for turning down like important things. Yeah, he turned down uh, Harry, he turned down Harry Potter. Uh, Lord, no, no, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yes, and also he also turned down Jurassic Park because originally <laughs> it was supposed to be him and Harrison Ford in, in the lead roles for Jurassic Park. Seriously? Yeah, and they they replaced it because uh, yeah, it was right after Last Crusade. He he, he saw both of them. They're like, no, we don't want to do this. So that's why they got Sam Neill and. Uh, Richard Attenborough. So uh, that, that those were just the replacements that they had found instead. Mm, that's interesting. Yep. But what did you think I was going to say, Laura Dern instead? Yeah. No, <laughs> we don't I, need two old guys. Let's just get Laura Dern in there instead. There we go. I was just thinking about talking about that. I was just thinking about uh, when Sylvester Stallone brought the studios the uh, script for Rocky. Right. Uh, they wanted to cast Nick Nolte in that role for. Um, I could see that because he just done North Dallas Forty. He's like yeah. a tough sob, and and he probably looks like the guy more than what Rocky looks like. Because if you look at the guy that the, the whole thing's based on, uh-huh. he's just like a a blue collar slug. He's not like a a, a fit Italian stallion kind of guy. Because when you see Sylvester Stallone, whenever he he got yoked, like in the mid, like when he was using all the steroids, uh-huh. he didn't look like a guy. That they just pulled off the streets to fight Muhammad Ali, or was it George Foreman? Was George Foreman who originally fought, or was it Muhammad Ali? It was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was you know it's just like a guy that eventually wrestled bears like that. He didn't look like that. It was a uh, he didn't look like Sylvester Stallone. He looked like Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's the perfect kind of body for that sort of thing. Like okay. a guy that you know that could carry himself, but at the same time is probably considered overweight. You know, like he he has that kind of frame to him. You know. Okay, okay. I guess so. That's what it's supposed to mean. But it's just now I seen. You know, I got into Rocky late. Like, I got into Rocky when um, he was finally fighting uh, Mr. T, right. Rocky Three. So by that time, Rocky was a whole different uh, character than what I guess was originally supposed to be. And when I found that, I was like, I could not see Nick Nolte playing Rocky. But no, no, when you explain it, I, I can understand it now. No, it's Stallone does that. He did that with Rambo, too. He, he originally, the, the first Rambo book was only one Rambo book because he died. At the end of it, oh, they, really? they just rewrote it to where it's like, I guess he can live, sort of. I thing. did not know that. So that's when he went overseas and started rescuing people. You know, mm-hmm. like it was it, instead of a, a troubled person having to deal with uh, PTSD in a time when nobody considered that to be a thing, uh, and then uh, having to give it, you know, giving his own life in order to actually finally uh, feel better in the world, it then turned into I'm going to shoot bows and arrows at at, uh, at helicopters and watch them fall because I'm an awesome man and just create this little birth. you know that sort of thing. Yeah. I just I just went into rage. I, I I stopped enunciating at some point there. But we got into a little bit talking about Michael Norris because he. The lead actor in this movie, he turned down the role of Riggs to do this movie. Do you think that was a good choice? No. <laughs> Why not? They even said it. Like, not, it, we, yeah, it was already put in the previews. They know. Like, it was uh, like when we, when we saw the previews, they they talked about it. What do you mean? Why not? This film did nothing. Nobody knows about this film. I, when I showed you the preview, you're like, no, I don't want to see this. You know, they, 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 we, we get this all the time, and the preview is not that great either, like the initial preview, the one that we didn't show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it has everything to do with the name of the film. So um, we're going to give Herman his three strikes and coming up with the names of the film. It cannot be Wild Thing because for some yeah. reason that's my name. So you have to come up with a better name that you think – should be called this film. Let's hear it. Tag, you're it. Nope. No. Keep going. Tag, you're it. All right. Evasion of the Body Snatchers. No. Okay. All right. Keep going. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see that thing that you do. Oh, oh! You finally did like separated the two. It, the lady that's an insidious is also in this film, but but uh, Herman remembered her as the, there's something that you do, which is a mix of there's something about Mary and that thing you do. So no, it okay. needs to be it needs to be tighter. Okay, that's why they had the the title as hidden. So you have to come up with something. At first, I was aiming for what he was like a parasite. I was going with like leech or uh, the or empty like uh, like basically talking about the vessels that he in- inhabited, but that didn't make as much sense because the whole thing about it, and, and this is, the, I guess, the more charming thing about this alien is he's not really bent on world domination as more he's just bent on uh, uh, satisfying any sort of pleasure center he has because he likes loud music and he likes Ferraris. And, and as long as he gets that, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, so that's what he's aiming for. So I I went I went a different direction I went with uh, uh, instead of that I went with swap meat is I think the name oh. of it instead of M E E T M E A T like swap meat I gotta admit Robert that was actually pretty good because I actually got it like it didn't take me long to get it right you know usually when you say something I gotta wait <laughs> you know minutes and be like okay I guess it makes sense but no that one actually makes sense so if you watch this movie uh, it makes sense. And it's set in uh in in California, right? I don't know. It's somewhere. It, yeah. It's somewhere sunny that they filmed a lot of these things. It's probably like it, they they had hills, but I don't think it was like uh, aggressive hills like in San Francisco. Uh, Herman and I just went and saw the room again, <laughs> and that that's one thing that they point out a lot, and, and not just in the room, but anything that gets filmed in San Francisco. Like if you watch the Dirty Harry trilogy, mm-hmm. or what they're up to five. Never mind, five village whatever. There, there, there's always hills everywhere, and you get that in other California cities, but not not as bad. Have you ever been to San Francisco, Herman? Uh, no, that's actually one of the few uh, California places I haven't been. Into. There's uh, there's points of it that people enjoy going up. Uh, essentially, the side of a mountain, which is where like houses live, and they they had that one thing where the uh, the street crisscrosses, and you can go up the side and look at all that stuff. People mm-hmm. people attempting to drive that. And I remember getting up about, like, three blocks of that and realizing I wasn't anywhere near the top and just going, oh, fuck it, and then turning around because I was like, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. You didn't want to take, you didn't take the trolley up there or something? Just to... No, they don't have, no, they don't have a trolley on that part. Oh, okay. No, that, that doesn't make we, – we're not living in the hilly city of New Orleans, like in 12 rounds where, the, where, the, <laughs> where every trolley just gets pulled down by gravity sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah, that's what they do in New Orleans. No matter what, no matter what's going on, if you're filming a, a movie in New Orleans, they yeah. is going to show you a shot of the street court. Right. I have nothing to do with the movie. No, don't have nothing to do with the movie, but they're going to show you a shot of the street court. But but the the I, I was just I was trying to come up with a name that had something to do with like him basically t- taking uh, over another person's body. Mm-hmm. But but the fact that he kept sweep, uh, you know, going uh, basically trading up with every every person he had. Uh, it it just made more sense that he was just taking whatever he felt like. What about this alien body invasion? Exactly. That yeah. is that's tighter. I see it, Herman. That's perfect. It's on a poster. Alien Herman, body just invasion. go out this door and yes. never come again. Okay, yeah. that is a horrible name. Okay, you are fired from New Line Cinema. Sorry, you tried to rename Lord of the Rings. Hey, there's that old white guy. You know, like that. And that doesn't work, Herman. No. Or or hobbits be be traveling, which was the other title you had. No, no, we don't need any of that stuff. Sorry. Or hey, is that 
really just one ring. There, there's not like a ton of rings. Why is it? Why is it called rings? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that does make. Sense. Yeah, that, that, that actually, I had a question about that. Like, why <laughs> did you have a yeah. question about yeah, that? Why is it rings? Well, uh, yeah. it's a good thing we have a Lord of the Rings aficionado here, moi, to answer this question. You you felt like because there's only one ring mm-hmm. that there should it should have just been Lord of the Ring, right? Yeah. yeah. The the problem is they're not referring to the rings as that ring whenever they're throwing that in, like the one ring that you see. The uh-huh. one ring is not uh, one of the rings. It's the Lord of the rings. Like, that is the Lord, is is having control of the other rings is that ring. So the title Lord of the Rings is, is referring to the ring as the Lord, not as the ring, if that makes sense. So why don't you call it the Lord's? Instead of called Lord, yeah, 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 yeah I'm like a yeah. great singer sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Lord of the Rings because you are you are Lord over, and it didn't work on all the rings anyway. It only worked on the humans. It sort of worked on the dwarves, but not really. I mean, if you look at like when people explain like what happened, it just made dwarves a lot greedier than what they were originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't work on the elves, and it didn't work on the wizards. Like uh, those are the like he, he he tried to control everything, and the wizards are like, yeah, this doesn't, you know, whatever, who cares. And the elves were like, "Hey, we're immortal. Who cares?" Sort of thing. And the dwarves were like, "Eh, we kind of like gold a little bit more." But the the humans were like, "We will serve you forever. You are the greatest thing." And that's when they became the Nazgul. So that they were the ring wraiths. They're the ones that they had the ring still on them. So if you were looking for more than one ring, it was on the wraiths that had them. They, I don't know if you actually saw them on the gloves of, of them or not. But no, I'm just sitting here realizing that even though I watched the trilogy and and everything, I don't understand nothing you're saying. <laughs> Really you, 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 the trilogy? <laughs> yeah, isn't it a trilogy? Well, it's a trilogy, but I, well, I like how you refer to it as the trilogy. I, I, I think it, all all trilogies should be called the trilogy. Well, there you go. See, I renamed something today. Of the two games I play constantly, card games that I, I've now memorized everything associated with it. It's Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I played, mm-hmm. I played those enough to where I, I can identify a lot of things. And and there's a lot of uh, videos that you can find on YouTube. That go into the uh, explanation of the whole world without it being as boring as like the Similarian. You know In fact, we'll play do? one right now. No, we're not going to do. You know what I need? I just need to read the book. No, you don't. Yes, I do. The, I the book's like twelve hundred pages, dude. Nobody needs to read that shit. Yeah, I, I never that. read the books. Yeah. I don't need to read the Similarian. That, that's that's considered like a just like a. Like you, you give that to a kid when he's in trouble. You like say, give me a book report on books, the first thirty pages, and like, no. Books make sense though, because like we talked earlier about American Gods, and I wanted to read the book first, so I read the book, and now I'm no, I'm not even interested in watching the series no more because oh. I read the book, and I'm like, okay, the series ain't gonna do the book justice. I just don't think. It's whatever. Yeah. It didn't matter. <laughs> Have you read the book? Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I read that when I heard that they were making the movie because I, I was fans of Brian Fuller, so I read the book. Okay, the book's fine, and, and when I watched it, made the it made the series more, make more sense because the TV series is like they they get very existential in that TV series. I don't think it's that makes it great or bad. I, I but I've anything that I uh, that's usually the only thing I read these days. If I, if I hear that it's being turned into a movie that I cannot wait to find out what the movie's about. So, like, when Tarantino's script leaks online about the new Charles Manson thing that he's doing, uh, I will read that because it usually leaks about eight months before the movie actually gets released. So, so I, I feel like i got to watch it immediately. So I know you anticipating Rank on Time, so I bet you done picked up that book. Damn now. straight. Yeah. I totally did. Mm-hmm. I got I got Oprah to sign it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not only starring, she's, like, got the seal of approval with it. Like, that's, like, her thing. 
See, I I, that, I think she's like a producer and stuff, right? In yeah, she like to, yeah, yeah she, that, that's that's, she, she, that's a death knill, man. Whatever I don't, she does, she put she, she, you got to put her name on it. She's not. I mean, I don't see this for does. any audience other than Americans as well. Like looking at that, it's like how no, are they going to market this overseas? The, no, the, it might sell because it's my my seventeen and sixteen year old daughters want to go check it out. So are they Chinese? <laughs> no, but they heavy, the market that anybody that they only care about is they heavy into anime. So you know, is that an anime thing? What? Like uh, Wrinkle in Time? No, it's not anime. Why? Why do you keep thinking it's anime? It's because uh... I thought that's what you said. <laughs> no, it's, no, but you say no. But why do you think? Uh, oh, you talking about that's all they care about is the they care about it because market. they're the yeah the market's better. That's why mm-hmm. like a lot of audiences over here don't even know about Wolf Warrior two because it only made like a hundred grand here, but it, the worldwide uh, gross of it was like five hundred fifty million. It's the reason why they said Great Wall wasn't a big success. And it's a uh, it, it wound up on a lot of top ten. It like a lot of uh, top ten lists I, I noticed. No, it didn't. Yeah, well, it no, wound up no, on it one. Didn't. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Uh, watch Mojo. <laughs> oh, no. Of course it didn't. No way. Yes. All right, no. There's yes. there's no way that ended up on anyone's list. Yes, it did. I'm, I'm telling you. So so much a liar. I'm telling you. It ended up on so somebody's top a liar. 10 list. No, no, not, no. Maybe not top 10, but best movies of 2017. All right. As we wrap this episode up. You, we you wrapping wanted, it up? Yeah. This, okay. yeah we're, 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 we've definitely decided that the Kyle McLaughlin one from 1987 is going to be ta- uh, changed to swap meet. <laughs> the one from 2015... Then by the Duffer Brothers can stay where you're at. Even though I think both movies are good, if I had to choose between one of the two, I would say that the 87 one is a better movie. And I would say that 2015 fun. is a better movie. Ooh, going up against me. Yes. All right, fair enough. Uh, no, it, you, you want to say what your favorite film of 2017 was? Or yeah. do you want to wait to <laughs> another one because you feel like you need to watch more films? Yeah, I'm going to wait to another one. Are, at least are we going to get – you think you'll be able to watch all the films to get nominated for an Oscar? Because oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to do you, that. Because you, you mentioned to me that you've watched a lot of films that got nominated last year <laughs> just recently. Like you just got around to it and you're well, like – and, and now you want to talk about it when nobody wants to talk about it anymore. Yes, yes. So, That's why I didn't bring it up. But I do want to admit though I don't, I don't see how Moonlight won. I'm going to say that though. It didn't. La La Land won. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. like somebody came in and switched the papers. So. Yeah. And I don't see how you. I love. I love him as an actor, but I don't see how he won best supporting actor. Look, I, 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 I'll tell you what. I, I thought Moonlight was fine. I thought the first third was boring. Like I, that, that's the part that's surprising me that everybody likes. Like that's the like the the one where he's a kid mm-hmm. and and trying to say that 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 uh, like uh, we're gonna follow this kid and and the the guy that's taking care of him. Like that part was boring. Once it got into like the relationship stuff in like two and three, I was like, okay, this is fine. Uh, th- this is actually better. I don't think it's Oscar worthy, but I understand why it's an Oscar worthy film because it hit all the check marks of an Oscar worthy film. And I also uh, realized that no one's gonna ever watch this film again. It's like. Like every Oscar film that's out there, yeah, like nobody's the gonna watch it, huh? Like the artist, the artist, yeah. Nobody, yeah. To be fair, yeah, nobody watches that again. Uh, and like last year, Spotlight won. The year before that, uh, not last year. Last year was Moonlight. The year before that was Spotlight. Nobody's watching Spotlight again. You thinking about watching Birdman? I really did like Birdman. I thought it was fine, but I watched it once. I don't need to see it again. You got that right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm right about everything, <laughs> including the new titles for the, the 1987 one, even though it's a better film. Don't listen to Herman. <laughs> and then the 2015 one, you can keep the same title. Herman, is there anything else that you want to add at the end of this other than whatever? Whatever. Okay, whatever it is. For another one, there can be only one podcast. My name is Robert Rowe. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Yeah, we are done, folks. Good night. Yes. Hey, man. Five bucks ain't nothing to, to, to just... Uh, wave off there's the whole reason why you you subscribe to this 
Movie of the Month Club, and I haven't switched yet to Movie Pass, even though I should. Movie of my bad, my watch it. Uh-huh. Movie of the Month Club, what you mean? Yeah, well, that's what that's what you get, man. You get after fifty bucks, you get five. That's oh, your okay. Movie of the Month, man. I never heard it called Movie of the Month. That's no, that's just what I'm calling it, oh, man. You just making it patent up? pending. Don't take that shit, Herman. You know, that get, is mine. No, but you need to get with them, and maybe they need to rebrand it like that, because like that it, it, you're basically punching holes, and then like the tenth one is free. That's what you're doing. Well, it's you like pay ten dollars up front too. And since I watch a lot of movies every month. I get a free movie every month, and that's the free movie I get. Is and I'm pretty close to getting it anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's surprising they don't have any more deals like in January because it is nothing, nothing anybody wants to see. And I'm going to go see two movies tomorrow, not just Last Jedi. I was probably going to go see The Commuter as well because I hadn't seen the new Liam Neeson film. So yeah, I'm going to see that. That's why I'm probably going to take off um, Tuesday or Wednesday, probably both days, and go go check out like three movies. <laughs> You need yeah, you, you need some time down from like watching one of them because you're yeah. like, oh man, this that first one took a lot out of me. I can't take this. I gotta I gotta sit back and relax. It is gonna get colder, so uh, we probably won't get that cold snap that we had, but it'll be colder, man. Yeah, well, as long as it don't get down to those twenty degrees like we had last week, it'll be all right, you know? no, I don't think it'll get that cold. Yeah. It, I don't think it's gonna get below freezing, but it'll it, it'll get cold again. It just won't be as cold as before. Why don't people take advantage of those rewards things? Because I be seeing families go out to the movies. You know, they go out. Maybe they don't go out as much because it costs do. money at the front. Yeah, but don't they know? It they used pay to be a free service on AMC. Now, now they they charge you money. That's that pays, has everything to do with it. It pays for itself, though. No, it doesn't. Yes, it, does. <laughs> it does not pay for you itself. Think, you don't think no, you got no, money no, 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 no. I paid ten dollars up front. I think I'd have made more money off. Of right, right. But you may, you're implying by buying this card, you're like going to see movies. I'm just paying for myself. Nah, well, yeah, that'll work. I know I'm gonna see like about. Me that I mean, I know I'm gonna see about. Dude, 20 they go films, see so they go yeah. see movies when they want to go see movies. Like when Black Panther comes out in February, there's gonna be like a big <laughs> rush for people to see it, and then nothing, nothing yeah. is coming out that anybody's gonna want to see in between. They're not gonna be anything that that anybody really wants to watch. It'll just be like. Uh, oh, let me look this up. You talking about ain't nothing coming out? I, I'm gonna prove you wrong. You've already looked at that sheet, man. Huh? And what did you pick? You picked Black Panther twice. <laughs> You're like, man, everything looks so bad. Even the movie I really want to see, I'm not even going to pick it for my, for my movie fantasy league. Well, it was just too much money. It's the same price as Black Panther. Was it? No, yeah. Ready Player One wasn't the same it's price. It's the same price, dude. It was? Yeah, you want to you change your mind no, now? No, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think exactly. I, no, I think I know why I went with Somebody's Black Somebody's not putting, putting their money where their mouth is at all. They're like, hmm, I think instead of watching any other movie... In February, March, and April, I'm gonna just watch Black Panther twice. Is basically what he's saying. No, you seen the pre-sales of it though. I, I think that movie's gonna break records. I'm not saying it's gonna be the best movie ever, but I have a feeling it's gonna break records. <laughs> you, you have a feeling. Huh? I have a feeling. Oh, okay. Yes, if I could put money on it, I would buy that stock. <laughs> All right. You, well, you can. That's a, that's what the Hollywood Stock Exchange is for, man. It's not real money, but you know, like you can put fake money toward it if you want to. I mean, Death Death Wish come out in March. Yeah, that, practically that the same movie. Why? Why? Why would? I, why are we arguing semantics? A wrinkle here? in time. That movie's gonna be a piece of shit. I don't care what <laughs> yeah, anybody says. Uh, like the preview looks. You know what it reminds me of? Remember when Warcraft was coming out and everybody was like saying, "Well, wait, because Duncan Jones is a good director and it might be good." Yeah. And you saw how that tanked. Yeah, this yeah, is, that's yeah. exactly what's gonna happen with Wrinkle in Time because it looks awful. 
and it's not it's a source material that you can't do anything with they're like oh but she decided to do this instead of that i, I love brad bird that's another dude i love that dude who here is singing the prize uh, praises of tomorrowland nobody nobody exactly i, I tried my best to like that movie but i was like damn this is kind of yeah fun. good directors sometimes yeah. pick bad projects that's all there is to it man mm-hmm. all right all right we got plenty okay all right. 